Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is uh, Reverend Chaplain Dewana coming from God's House of Salvation located in Washington, D.C. And this is the first Sunday after Christmas 2021. And I greet you with Jesus' joy. I hope everyone had a beautiful, supercharged, marvelous um, yesterday with your family and friends. And as we move forward, as we close into 2021, I just want you to just be continue to be blessed and look forward to Christ and look up to Christ. If you have your Bible with you, open it up. If you have your cell phones or whatever media device that you use, swipe left, right, up, down, or download the following scripture. It is coming from, I have two focus scriptures for today. The first one is coming from the book of Genesis, chapter 19, verse 26. I'm going to be reading the NIV version, the New International Version. And it reads, But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. The second scripture of focus I'm going to be reading is coming from Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, verses 12, 13, and 14. And this one I will be reading from the voice translation. Again, Matthew chapter 6, verses 13, 14, no, 12, 13, and 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, 13, and 14. I will be reading from the voice translation. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who owe us something. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But let your kingdom be, and let it be powerful and glorious forever. If you forgive people when they sin against you, then your Father will forgive you when you sin against Him. And when you sin against your neighbor. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Amen. Now, I had to really think about this one. Um, but if I had to give a title to this particular message, and it was such, such a shock as it will be to you too, it's called, entitled, Moving into Your Truth in two thousand. 22 reflections of lot's wife again moving into your truth into 2022 reflections of lot's wife as we consider the past and the future as we approach the end of this year I often find myself doing what I usually do at this time of the year, that is stopping to pause and reflect upon the past 12 months, and then we all do this. We reflect on the past 12 months and give thought to what we experienced 
this year. I try to let myself consider the full breadth of my experiences and include the low points as well as the high points, the losses as well as the gains, the sorrows, the joys, any accomplishments and failures, the whole shebang, or as Zoba the Greek says, the full catastrophe. Scripture reminds us that we live our life focusing on what is in front of us instead of pondering on things that have already happened because, well, they've already happened. Success in achieving our goals will always be on the road ahead of us and never behind us. So ditch your rearview mirror. Focusing on being progressive and not regressive. Life is about moving forward and not letting anything or anyone keep you from doing so. Anything and anyone from doing so. Anything and anyone from doing so. We must spend life making goals, which is healthy, and working towards them. We must spend our life being the most ambitious person in the room and enjoy every second of it. Not cutting people down, just being uh, ambitious, which is a good thing. We must not continue to worry about the past as it will only make working towards the goals that we set for ourselves harder. We can't drive safely if we keep looking back at the road behind us, or otherwise we will crash and life works that way. We, if we continue to look back in the old woe is me too much, and we will end up derailing ourselves from our goals that we have already placed for ourselves. Only we can decide at which rate we, can, we want to achieve these goals. We must dedicate everything we have to our art and will be able will will be nothing less than a success. We must dedicate every second thinking of positively positively and being focused on ourselves in the moment, not who we were a year ago or last week or who we were a month ago. We must focus on who we are today. We must love ourselves uh, passionately, embracing the mistakes that we make, that we made on yesterday, this morning, and use that mistake to make us a better today. We must not let ourselves get too caught up in our mistakes. Because remember, we die daily, and Jesus has everything under full control if we give it to him. Um, at the end of the day, we can't take any of the things back that we did. Only thing that we can do is to move forward and just stop, just stop the madness in ourselves. Believe it or not, people will forget, and before we know it, we'll be 
the only one thinking about what's been going on. People usually move on if we move on or just continue to move on. If they keep talking about your stuff, they're not looking at their stuff. Well, I have three words for us all today. Let it go. Let it go. Love rigorously. Focus on being successful. Laugh insanely and forget about the mistakes that we make because we are human. We all make mistakes. There is no such thing as a perfect person. We can strive for excellence, but as far as perfect, that is not us. That is Jesus, and we're not Jesus. We must learn from the things that we have done and don't ever let ourselves feel regret. Feel remorseful that you've done something and continue to make improvements on that so you don't continue on the Ferris wheel or the roundabouts of regression. And I don't know about you, but I am ready for something new. Actually, the last year had a tremendous gains for me. And all I say is, all I can say is hallelujah. The windows of heaven really opened up over the past year that I never saw coming. I stumbled on an article as I was thinking about this sermon today in Forbes magazine. And it was in line with the focus scripture bringing it into our social norms of today. So it's not your traditional Lot's wife uh, kind of message. It's just a message that God wanted me to get out and give to you to focus on what's going on in our time today. This year, I must say, was a doozy of challenges for many people. I'm going to say actually for everyone because we've been suffering a pandemic and people kept saying um, that the new norm and I just refuse to go there is not the new norm. It's just a situation that we have as we always have things going on. But while it's, it's customary to look back at the end of each year and reflect on the lessons that we've learned even about the pandemic. Um, the danger of doing so with this is that it was traumatic. And we just have to, if we may cause ourselves to hold on to that and take that fear into the next year. And God does not want us to take fear anywhere but to him. On the real trauma... On the real, trauma raises emotions. On the real, emotions can trigger biases. Because the way we think. On the real, biases can interfere with how we think, how we act, and how we decide to lead, if, if, if at all. As we go into the new year, in particular, biases we inherited from Last year with the pandemic and other years often reflects on how we do things and it can impair our judgment on navigating the challenges of what we have before us. And that might prevent us from doing the pivoting change, managing and innovating 
necessary for ourselves and our companies to perform. And that's why we have so many people up and down and all around as far as getting vaccinated and so on and so on and taking care of themselves. For this reason, it's wise to avoid focusing too much on what happened this past year and the year before and instead consider the present. What's going on now? Thus, here we are with many thoughts, many things that we want to aspire for the next year, but I just want to bring out some things that can kind of help us along the way, but I want to also emphasize how we re how we respond to trying to move forward, but we are not necessarily moving forward, but we are actually moving backwards. Um... We often claim that we anticipate all the crazy stuff that happened. We anticipate this and we claim this. Hindsight bias is a tendency for us to look back and selectively rewrite the history of how we are thinking. It's literally an application of the statement, hindsight is twenty-twenty, And we often say that. But the danger is that our egos make us self-flattering and we have a tendency to recall situations where we were always the hero worse yet we make excuses for ourselves but not for others we give ourselves the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness but we don't give that to other people and before we know it we're convinced we, we've convinced ourselves that we are that we that we predicted COVID-19 and so forth, and it all falls out. We selectively have tried to support the claim that evidence from news stories that suggested. Such thinking opens the doorway to our becoming closed-minded as we're trying to move forward, but we're closed-minded, and you can't move forward being closed-minded. A hallmark of close-mindedness is our tendency to selectively support our viewpoints with data points, such as the news stories, that agree with our uh, depictions of what happens. This tendency towards confirmation tends seems harmless, but it slowly draws us away from reality. And that's what happens a lot of times. And you can't move forward when you move far away from reality. But right now, however, it is a crucial time when we as leaders and professionals need to be sober-minded. We try to hold on to what was instead of moving forward to what might be. Let me say it again. As we move forward... One of the pitfalls is that we try to hold on to what was instead of moving forward to what might be. Again, reflection can be really good when the experience was not as traumatic. However, trauma, trauma leads to mental recall with a natural tendency for us to yearn for return to normalcy. Known as a status quo bias, this tendency leaves us defensive of what 
once was. We can't move forward when we're like this. And indeed, it's fine to respect the past, respect it, and to hope for some semblance of its return. But our preoccupation with forcing the past to return can lead us to overvaluing it. It makes us hostage. And as a result, we resist beneficial change. We can't move forward when we resist beneficial change. We judge everyone and everything bad as being responsible for things that have come into our life, being where we are, but overlook blaming ourselves. This past year highlighted most of that. And it might have sound crazy, but it would be a mistake to take its efforts on us personally, ourselves personally. Looking back at the missteps of politicians, business leaders, other officials, and even ourselves can um, lead us to blame the problems on other people. This in itself opens the doorway to blinding effect known as bias blind spots. You remember when you're driving and you're trying to pull over to another lane and you can't really see the car that's in your blind spot? This is the same thing. It's there, but you can't see it. Under the blind, the bias blind spots, we think we see the flaws of others clearly. But really, our ability to see our own flaws become difficult. We can see everybody else's stuff, but we don't have any uh, measurement or any view, or we can't see the window of us. We can't see our flaws. And like I said, every human being has a flaw. We die daily. We well, that's why we have Jesus. That's why we have salvation. That's why we have grace. That's why we have the fruits of the Spirit. What's worse, the more we judge, the greater our blindness becomes. At some point, it becomes almost impossible for us to catch our own mistakes. We imagine that there are certain people because of theoretically, I think I should say, because of their ethnicity, maybe their gender, their age, etc., who think in certain ways that's different from us, um, support certain viewpoints, etc., um, making you to uh, making us to avoid our stuff. But one thing about this past year and the year before that brought us um, more discussion about diversity and fairness as we look back along with manipulation and these issues for, let's say, political purposes or just just purposes in life because everything was illuminated. The, um, um, the latter was effective primarily because we all carry unconscious biases that lead us to assume one group or another benefits when we don't. 
And when we look back on things and when we ponder about stuff, we our biases are illuminated based on what the way we think and the, our own life experiences. We think we are behind what's happening. We think we have it all figured out. That we are responsible or are problematic. By similar token, if we ascribe positive views, that is we want to sit down and reason together so we can hear the other side in a reasonable fashion. And then we will understand that we can all come together and, and do some things and and our biases, the the shield of bias will will calm down. Uh, we as, it, but often we accept outlandish conspiracy theories contrary to popular belief. Not all con- conspiracy theories are bad or false. That's not is they really aren't. Sometimes they are actually villains. However. When we accept our unconscious bias, that leads us to fall for another hang-up known as um, proportional proportionality bias. We then start to believe every catastrophic thing must be the actual villain. It's you, you, and you. However, when we accept our unconscious bias, that leads us to fall for another hang-up known as, like I said, proportionally biased. We then start to believe that everything must be the result of some other plan by dark characters. Unfortunately, they say dark characters. We get sidetracked and we get misled. But certain elements of this last couple of years makes it clear that not everything was a conspiracy. So much stupidity in public and private leadership was very visible. So much stupidity in our own lives was made visible. And it's hard to argue um, it was all part of, of the master plan. If things went well... We assume that thing that we were vulnerable, we were resilient, or we were unstoppable because we weren't the worst to be affected. At the other end of the spectrum, a good last year and the year before might inspire us to become a bit too bold. And some people and some companies and some professions were greatly Im- impacted, while others weren't. Unfortunately, through other optimism, being unaffected often leads us to think that we're not vulnerable. That can lead to carelessness. So we just do all these other things. We don't have to get vaccinated. We don't have to take care of ourselves. We don't have to do all these other things. We don't have to take protective measures because we feel like we have the upper hand. Taken to the next level over optimism can lead to over optimism can lead to overconfidence and sometimes that happens and we can't move forward because we're too overconfident when we when we're striking at other people or people that are just totally different from us we believe everything good related to our actions while everything 
bad came from somebody else's actions. If the worst happened, we focus too much on avoiding a repeat of what happened a year or a year or two ago. A bad experience can bias us toward too great a focus on avoiding a repeat instance. I hope I'm not going too deep with you, but I just want to bring out that all of this is based on biases and fear, which rules us and gives us an inability to look at the bigger picture as we're trying to move forward. Um, this what else I want to say. And as a result of all of this, we pivot completely away from what we were in, um, that God created us to be. And one glaring cause from dedicating too many resources to managing a risk is our resistance to take on new opportunities. See, we can't drive the car if we're looking at all these things in a negative viewpoint. If we're looking at it in yesteryear. Losses um, causes us to stay focused on the losses. Um, what else? In a related way, we accept every new innovative innovation as something being positive and reject what worked in the past and turning the steering wheel so hard towards our uh, pivot can lead to permanently thinking what's new is always better. This pro-innovation bias has us unfairly discounting our old approaches in favor of what promises to match the new normal. But it's hard to say what that to say what that new normal would turn out to be. And that's what I mean that I cannot say that I would I have some thoughts about and I I own this and you may think the same way and you may not. I cannot say that the pandemic this is our new normal because I do not take on that. I'm giving power to it. You might resist changing how you do things to rely on familiar methods as an escape. We've said that trauma makes us vulnerable to conversations that are um, unpleasant and to a bias toward the status quo. I should say status quo. However, it also leads us to revert too much towards specific methods familiar to us. Yet, these methods or approaches or techniques might not be suitable for our future. This effect is described as the law of the instrument, which is a whole, uh, which is for a whole nother day that I want to um, bring out on another day. Because that's a whole nother sermon in itself. So what I really want to reemphasize is to stop blaming others and take self-accountability. Accountability keeps the pressure on to do the right thing. Morale. Jesus allowed the dis disciples to choose if they wanted to be a part of his great commission. When a person talks about the age of accountability, what they are really talking about is the age of sufficient understanding. The Bible does not tell us exactly 
when a child passes from one condition of awareness to the other. And people who blame others generally don't want to be accountable. The old woe is me is their way of saying what they feel. And they want no accountability. And you can't move forward with no accountability for your own actions. Accountability is about being responsible for fulfilling one's duties and obligations. And biblical accountability begins with taking responsibility for your own actions and making a conscious choice of owning, allowing God to help you in accomplishing what is right. So when we keep our mind, our body, and our inner spirit in a regressive mode, where we're always looking back and staying backwards, it's it's no one's fault but ours. We, we're stuck in regression and we're stuck in an oppressive, depressive, regressive state of that. And that in itself isn't of God. So we today, as we close, let us rise to salvation and let it be the way into a new us, a new year. We may we might still be in the old place physically, but we're not, the old is not in us. And remember, Jesus says that we will have trials, we will have tribulations, and that includes the pandemic and so forth. But he has overcome all of that stuff. So stop succumbing to the world and move forward in the mind the body, and the inner spirit, letting it all go and starting from right now. We don't have to wait until another year because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Growth is at night. When we're in our stuff, when we're, when we're in our midnight, our growth is coming. We can't always see it until the daylight. We don't have to wait until the clock tells us the time. And we don't have to wait until the clock tells us the date. The new begins right now. Jesus conquered sin and he conquered death. So we can begin right now. He says that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying pain anymore for the former things have passed away and which now has been manifested through the appearance of our savior jesus christ who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for God so loved the world, that includes all of us, that he gave us his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So today, right now, stop 
all of the madness. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Stop driving the car backwards. Stop mourning for yesteryear. Stop living in the past. And you're living in today, but you're still living in the past in your mind, body, and spirit. Drive that car forward. And if when and when God says to move, stop trying to rationalize it. Move forward. Pack it up. Some things you may have to leave behind. Just pack it up. Pack it up. Pack it up. And let us go. Are you ready? God's got it all done. Just you. Go. I am a living witness to this. His grace is very, very sufficient for all the stuff that we have going on, including the pandemic and everything that's wrapped with it. And the last focus that I want to talk about is that last scripture that I said about forgiveness. Forgive yourselves. Let us all forgive ourselves for our own self-damage. Let us forgive ourselves for what we do to others. And let us forgive ourselves for damage we participated in and the entanglements. And once we do this, we can truly be set free and walk into our Father's house of many mansions. God has much in store for us. No need to kickstart. No need to do a second chance of anything. Just pick up your cross and keep continuing on your journey. Full of love and not going backwards. And give all of that stuff in your journey to the one who created, made, and formed us all. And let God take us places we never dreamed of. Have a beautiful remainder of your day. Stay strengthened. Let Stay in love. Stay in protection. And stay in God's salvation. Amen.